Hey everybody, welcome back to the DNR. I am Ron Kane. Damien Robinson. All right, I think you got to say that again, Damien. You're a little quiet. Oh wow, I'm Damien Robinson. What's up? There we go. That, yeah, All right. yeah. That's... I think the music the music was playing, so you couldn't hear me over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, great, we can hear you. How are you doing today, Damien? Great, man. Great, you. Yeah, I'm I'm doing good. It's a uh, Sunday morning. Uh, we have the S Pro with us here as always. So say hi, Trevor. Hello. Good morning. Uh, what up, what up? Can, I, can I just take a quick second and talk about Damien's Zoom background really quick? Okay. Uh, hey. for, since most people can't see it, it's Dave Chappelle dressed up like he's at the player haters ball at a Trump rally. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Charlie Murphy in the background. That's great. Happy to be yeah, here, man. You know, you got to put. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you know, um, I'm, I'm doing Zoom from my bedroom today. So, you know, and I like to switch up my backgrounds uh, from time to time. So, you know, it, it, it gives y'all a good aesthetic. And I, I think that was like one of the funniest pictures I had. So <laughs> perfect. I love it. We have a uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, a lot of comedy to talk about. I've consumed a lot of comedy this week, Damien. I mean, a lot. Awesome. Girl. That's what's up between mics and then uh shows so let's get into it uh but i want i want to set the tone so i'm gonna have uh dmx set the tone for us today this is this is a video that's been out there but it's still always fun that dmx on a slingshot it's just them sitting sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he grabs. I've never seen this. I love how he grabs his chain like when he's in midair because yeah. it's like a fall <laughs> off. I thought that was a good way. Yeah, I, I love that. I thought that was a good video to start us off. Have you guys ever done that? Yeah. I no. I have not. No. Yeah. I've been around four of them. Neither have I. Like I, not that. I don't know. That's not appealing to me. Yeah, Laura and uh, sorry. And, yeah, Damian blowing his nose. <laughs> well, make sure you put that in stereo, everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. Laura and uh, <laughs> and my daughter did that once when uh, like uh, when we went down we were in Myrtle Beach they wrote that I have the video around here somewhere I should find did one. any of them pass out no 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 oh I wow would, you got some troopers bro yeah yeah they didn't pass out uh, I would not do that I'm not a big fan of heights myself I'm not a big fan of heights oh me 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 neither, bro. And um, 
did you ever see the videos where they pass out doing that? Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I love those videos. And, and I know that if I rode one, I'm one of those guys that will that will instantly clock out the moment we start going up. Cause I've I've done it on planes, you know what I mean? Yeah. You think you really would pass out though? Yeah. That, that oh you... fuck yeah, bro, without a doubt. Yeah, then you'd have that. No, terror. I'm not doing it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> At the next live uh DNR podcast, Damien. We're gonna put you on a slingshot. <laughs> oh hell no. Hell no. I love my life, man. Uh see here. I'm at that health at that health risk. <laughs> Let me this is a video of people passing out. There we go. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, this, and, they're, and they're almost dressed to like imagine, oh, this yep. is gonna be so sad. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're wearing flannels. Oh, yeah. Yep. Matching couple. Relationship matching couple. <laughs> that says a lot when you're wearing matching uh, clothing. Yeah, when you wear matching clothing, like especially in the black community or relationship, that means you're failing. So you have to do something as a couple to kind of like keep the couple them alive. Yeah. And when the arms go limp. Oh, I, <laughs> there I he goes. There he goes. He clocked out. Yep. He clocked out. Yeah, that would be that would definitely be me on that thing. You know, um, it it it's actually happened on airplanes, which yeah. is why um, if I'm flying and I have the window seat, yeah, I I I shut I shut as many of the windows as I possibly can, and I ask the people, um, please please respect. My, my wish is to keep the windows closed because I'm either going to A, projectile vomit or or B, I'm going to pass out and I don't and I don't want to do either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that one dude that we were watching, he kind of looks like Hannibal Burris. I don't know if that was just me. <laughs> or yeah. What, in the match of flannels? Yeah. Yeah, Laura <laughs> yeah, actually brought me, my lovely wife, she brought me the uh, file that oh, uh, wow. from her and, and my daughter writing that. So I'm going to pull that up while we're sitting here talking and uh, making sure it's everything is good with it. I haven't seen it in a, in a couple. In a, <laughs> there we go. I don't trust this. Oh God, oh God, <laughs> Can you guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah. All right here. So I'll, this is, let me see. Yeah, so everyone listening at home, we are watching slingshot videos. And for you guys, Damien and Trev, here is Laura and my daughter. Let's see here. And they're doing it. Can you guys see that? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. <laughs> I don't trust this. Oh god, oh god, it's starting. <laughs> oh no, and they're at one of the cheap ones, dude. <laughs> Oh, Ron, how'd you let you, you were trying to get rid of your family on this one, bro? Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Turn it down a little. Oh, um, yeah. Ron, how, how dare you allow them to do the cheap one, bro? <laughs> well, uh, it's all about risk. <laughs> nah, bro. See, I'm I'm about to pass out for him. 
<laughs> Damien said he's about ready to pass out for you, Laura. Wow, Damien. Laura just said she was nowhere nowhere close to passing out and just called you a bitch. <laughs> oh! I'll be that. I will be that. Okay? Just call me sassy black bitch, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, she didn't say that. She's looking at me like, I didn't say that about him. <laughs> Is that <laughs> is that the daughter yeah. that roasted Laura you? Laura has my back, bro. What, what was that, Trevor? Is that your daughter that roasted you on your birthday? Yes. I I, I like her. I have to say, I've seen her do. Uh, she seems like the one kid that you have that likes comedy. I saw her do that set at HMAC. <laughs> Thought it was really fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, she's got uh, she's got very good natural timing. So there we go. We opened up with some slingshot, guys. <laughs> Slingshots on the DNR. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm already sweating from just watching those videos. Yeah. Uh, I can't even watch, uh, you know, the virtual roller coaster tours. Can't yeah. watch those either, bro. Oh, Especially really? They're going through loops, man. Nope. I don't fuck with roller coasters. I don't fuck with roller coasters. Yeah. Hey, so. Do you get I, like? See, here's a, here's well, the crazy. You don't get car sick though, do you? But I, I was just gonna say you don't get uh, car sick, do you? Sometimes I do. Okay. Sometimes I do, but you'll but you'll never know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm good at I'm good at uh hawking a lot of spit out the window to kind of like keep the nausea down. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right. Uh, that's why. Like, if I'm not driving, I don't get sick. But when other people are driving, if you notice, I always sit in the back. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah so you're not a big fan of the motion then. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I see where oh, you're yeah, coming no. from, Damien. Because, like, I also get car sick. If And you're right. If I'm, if I'm driving, I have no problem. But as soon as I start reading something, like, on my phone, I remember when I was a little kid, like, if I was reading a book or something... I would get car yeah. sick and it wouldn't be like I'm vomiting, but I would just be like uncomfortably nauseous. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. See, what happens to me is um, I feel I'm not in control of my own destiny and that brings on anxiety and nausea when, when other people are driving. So I have to sit in the back, man. Like uh, a lot of people don't understand that about, uh, about me is if I'm riding with you now, if we're, if we're riding, uh, if it's just the two of us, yeah, I'm not going to be weird to sit in the back of the car. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I'm not going to try to pay attention to the road as much. Uh, that yeah, shit would be me. hilarious though. If you did, <laughs> you just like, I'm sitting in the back, Ron. <laughs> Here we go, Ronald. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, uh, like, I know, I know. A couple of years ago, me and Laura, we were at Hershey, and we decided to get on like the uh, the Twister or what? It wasn't the Twister. No, it's the uh, like the Total World. That's right, where you get in there and spin those. Oh, okay. And it's like I got on there, and afterwards, I was like so motion sick. Afterwards, it's just odd. It's like after you reach a certain 
point in age and it's not very it's not old either and if you don't do it a lot i found that it's like that motion just going around and around over and over again is just terrible yeah there's a there's a picture of me and uh my middle child Naya. we were at hershey park and she wanted to ride the the it's in the kitty section dude it's the spaceships yeah we we were in the spaceships and it just goes in a circle and you pull the lever back to go up and go down. I, dude, I got nauseous on that. Like, oh, I, yeah. I literally almost threw up on, on the, you know, my wife was like, go and get in with her. And I'm like, <laughs> you go. Like, you know, I go to I go to Hershey Park for the food and, and the wind fucking stuffed animals. Like, that's daddy's role. Yeah. <laughs> just give me beer, food, and stuffed animals to win. Like, uh, I want, um, you know the milk jug toss? Yeah. All right. This past year, um, at Hershey Park we went and um my wife said, uh, you know, we we were we were over by the milk jug toss and she said, Win me, win me the big Hershey kiss. And I'm like, All right. You know, whatever. So I did the milk jug toss and on my first toss, fucking sank my shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and she she was like, no. I'm like, you said win it, so I fucking won it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I will have to at that those little claw games that cheat. Yeah, I will. I will say I am a big fan of tossing on jugs all the time. Anytime that I can toss on jugs, I'm happy. To. Oh heck yeah, bro! Heck yeah! <laughs> I can see. You, I can see you being at Hershey Park, Damien being on their spaceships this is like the second time you're getting off the ride the second time and your wife's like go ahead you can do it again your daughter is all happy and there's literally no color in you at all you're completely white you're like please don't do this to me again <laughs> oh yeah i'll start looking like dave Chappelle uh when he does white face when yeah. he does uh the, the, the tv <laughs> announcer yeah i'll definitely look like that bro <laughs> you know what i mean yeah that that that's that's too much spinning. Let's stop talking about spinning. I don't want to talk about spinning anymore. <laughs> but All I know right. I, I know that before we end this, I know heights do freak me out. Even when I go into like an arena and you know you you're walking down an arena and say like it's you know hockey yeah. or basketball and you got the I even get kind of freaked out like sitting in an arena in the stands. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, it, it it freaks me out. And okay, I I have a thing for for arenas where um I'll pay for the nosebleed, but then I'll go sit my black ass like as close as I can to to the field or the court or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I'm I'm avid for doing that at uh, Sixers games. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Oh yeah, bro. Like I'll I'll pay for the nosebleed at Sixers games. You know, because it's only like a twenty dollar ticket. You know what I mean? And yeah. half the people that come come to Sixers games, uh, half the people that buy the tickets to Sixers games, don't even the fuck show up. So I'll go sit fucking courtside. You know what I mean? Like gotcha. it's crazy. Uh, I went with my cousin. Now my cousin, he's a Knicks fan, so he always goes to the uh, pre COVID. He always goes to the Knicks versus uh, Sixers because it's right down the road. So. uh what 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 we'll do is uh is he'll he'll I'll buy a nosebleed seat. He always sits right behind the Knicks bench because that's how much of a Knicks fan he is. 
You know what I mean? So I went to the game with him and, and we sat behind the Knicks bench. Halftime came and the people seat who I was sitting at came came to the game. So the usher came and was like, oh, shit, it's a black guy. Hey, can I see your ticket, sir? I'm like, yeah, sure. Showed him my ticket. He was like, you're supposed to be on the on the nosebleed up other side of the arena way up there. I'm like, oh, okay, my bad. Well, you know, uh, just talking with my cousin and everything like that. So, you know, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go back to my seat in quotations. So I proceeded to walk out and walk around. And I go out one door, walk to the next door, come back down, and I walk, and I'm literally sitting courtside behind the basket at a, at a Sixers game. Now, my cousin is looking for me all the way up in the, in the after somewhere. Like, he's like, he's way up over there somewhere. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there, like, across from them, looking at them point to see where, see if they can see me up there. I'm, I'm, I'm like whistling at them. Yo, I'm over here. And they noticed me and they was like, Oh shit, look, he's fucking courtside. I'm like, yeah. And Willis Reed is like three seats down. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, Willis. I point at him. He points back at me. I'm like, yo, my cousin's a huge Knicks fan. He points at my cousin and his wife. They're like, Holy shit. Uh, I've been to, uh, I've been to a Baltimore and Giants preseason game. Nosebleed. Preseason. Dude, no one's sitting down low on preseason. Yeah. Why the fuck, why the fuck am I way up here? Yeah, I, it's, I, it's even more that get they charge for preseason. Yeah, well, I mean, they should. You know, they're paying the millions of dollars. And it yeah. is still football. It's just, it's just an abridged version of it. It's yeah. like, if you're quarterback gets hurt in the first three plays and then you have to watch your backup quarterback and then he gets hurt and and all your other players are hurt too so it's it's kind of like you get the you get to judge your your uh what your team looks like you know what i mean yeah but uh yeah so i i sat nosebleed i, I wound up walking down and, and and sat fucking you know in the end zone and shit like gotcha. like two rows back from the end zone i found a couple seats and i didn't tell my cousins in them i just went down there for like a quarter or two, you know, I was like, yo, I'm gonna go get some snacks. I'll be back. It was like, nah, the peanut. I'm like, bro, I need a hamburger's hot dog. Shit, fuck peanuts. <laughs> Cracker Jacks. You know what I'm saying? I want some real food, damn it. <laughs> so, so I went, yeah, so I went and got some, I went and got some real food. And then I just kept going down, 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 down. And I'm like, hey, a couple seats open. They don't look like nobody's been there, you know? All right. So I sat down there for like a, uh, uh, a couple, like two quarters. And then I came back up for the fourth quarter. Gotcha. And they were like, yo, what took you so long? I'm like, yo, the lines, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a quick kind of story in this theme. Okay. It's back in 2017. I went to go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers with my family, my mom, my dad, and my sister. Oh. Um, at It was in Pittsburgh. And we Wait were a at, minute. It's so, <laughs> is everyone not surprised that a family outing with the monks would be a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert? Oh, dude, we're great. Like, dude, that's kind of badass. It is. My so what my dad will do. This was pre-COVID. Was for Christmas. He would get uh, everyone in the family. Like, we would go see a concert over the summer because I'm in Harrisburg. At the time, my sister was in college, and so it would just be like a time for all of us to come home and do something together. And my dad and I have always loved going to concerts. Um, and my mom, she'll just she'll just go along with anything if we're all together as a family. Okay. And and so like we've seen the Black Keys, we've seen Weezer, uh Modest Mouse, like 
uh, we've just seen some really cool shows. And so but the Red Hot Chili Peppers in particular was, was fascinating because uh, we were at the, uh, I always want to call it Mellon Arena because that's how it was where I grew up, but it's where the Pens play. I think it's either like PPG Arena. I can't, I don't know who owns it now, but it's the arena where the, the Penguins play in downtown Pittsburgh. And so we're going, we have nosebleed seats and what we're going up. And there's this girl who is clearly, clearly blitzed off of her ass, like inebriated, like hardcore. And she's like throwing <laughs> up. And my sister goes, that's Christina. I'm like, Christina, I'm not going to say the last name. And she's like, yeah, yeah. She was like two grades below me. I'm like, so wait, are you telling me that she's not 21? And she's like, I don't think she's 21. So the usher comes over. I'm like, sir, I don't think that woman's 21. And it smells like vomit. And they upgraded our seats. Oh. <laughs> we were like in this, like, I don't know how else to describe it, but like a, a handicaps, handicap box area. Cause it was like, <laughs> they would put people with like yeah. wheelchairs and stuff. And this is a big section. Like they would have told us to move somewhere else if they needed the spaces. But dude, we got these dope seats, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, just because like some chick was throwing up an underage in the nosebleeds. Hey, Damien. That's wrong, bro. Yeah. But dope. I, uh, I could see uh, the Monk family. They moved them to that box. And I could see Trevor's dad just wheeling people out in wheelchairs. Here you go, guy. <laughs> you're going to sit in the hallway for a while. And <laughs> just, just roll them out the door. <laughs> Yeah, and luckily, <laughs> hey, I, I can't believe this. It's a good thing that Trevor brought this up because I actually have an exclusive clip from when uh, Trevor and his family were at that Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. And this is Trevor, Trevor's dad, talking to him. You can hear this from me, and you'll have to learn it for yourself. I didn't... The angels that you think they are. Well, now, first, let me explain this to you. You see, Clarence, we men have to run this world, and it's not an easy job. It takes work, and it takes thinking. A man has to reason things out. Now, you take a woman. A woman thinks. No, I'm wrong right there. A woman doesn't think at all. She gets stirred up. And she gets stirred up over the most confounded things. Now, I love my wife just as much as any man, but that doesn't mean that I should stand for a lot of fall or all. My God, I won't stand for it. Stand for what, Father? That's the one thing I shall not submit myself to. Clarence, if a man thinks a certain thing is wrong, he shouldn't do it. If he thinks it's right, he should do it. Now, that has nothing to do with whether he loves his wife or not. Who says it has, Father? They do. Who says? Women. What are you up. doing here, Ron? <laughs> you, you've captured my father's transatlantic uh, misogynistic uh, <laughs> viewpoint so well in that clip. What? What, what is that? That is an audio clip from the movie called from Life. the 1930s movie. Yes. Yeah, probably. Uh, maybe it was 40s or 50s, but uh, it's, the movie is called Life with Father. And Life with Father. Yeah, and Laura was watching this, and I, I heard that, and I was like, "You need to pause this, and I need to record it right now." My, so, uh, 
I can personally say I've like never had a conversation like that with my father. My dad, <laughs> my dad's super chill. Like, um, like if there's any, yeah, they did edibles with uh Charles. <laughs> I don't think they did edibles with Charles, but they definitely were taking shots <laughs> shots at Jameson with Charles. And there's a picture of my dad and Charles that was floating around for a second. That oh like, yeah, I have that one. Yeah, yeah, I think you made a meme out of it, and you were yeah. like. My my dad, who looks super effing happy, like holding this bottle of Jameson's, like how I thought my set went. And then it's Charles, like <laughs> chugging a bottle of Jameson. It's like how my set actually went. Yeah, but, yeah. My uh, but my dad's cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, he he doesn't talk like uh, he's from the nineteen forties. No, no, he does. That's that's yeah. the weird part. You got it right. He he talks like a transatlantic uh, news radio host gotcha. <laughs> during the Second World War. Breaking news! <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about some comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yes. Okay, all right. This is from the 1998 set. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it completely right. Now let's let's talk about comedy. Uh, so uh, this past week, uh, you didn't come out on Monday night, did you? This past Monday night, did you, Dean? At uh, Phantom Power. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Remember, I sat down by Greg and Joe Ahmed. Yeah. AKA COVID Joe. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I know we started the week there. Then uh, the rec room was better this week because uh, there weren't people passing out. I wasn't out. there, so there was no <laughs> pressure. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. You overslept and stuff, and you weren't feeling good, right? Yeah, yeah. That, I think that was the effects of uh, Jovit-19 taking effect on me. Um <sighs> Like when when I found out when I found out uh you know that um because Joe started going into the thing and was like hey guys uh I have COVID you might have it too uh you know and he sat like literally uh it was me Greg in the middle then Joe and I seen Joe fucking sneeze dude and didn't cover up anything he just kind of like shot his particles in the air yeah and I was sitting by the door. And I could feel like a gust of wind, so I'm pretty sure I breathed in like some of his fucking particles. And yeah, so I I thought I had Jovit, dude, and uh, I was just like, "Fuck, I don't want to infect anybody. I'm just gonna stay home." And then I wound up falling asleep like old people do. And then I woke up and was like, "Yo, I missed the mic. Sorry, da 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 da." da. You know what I mean? He was like, "It's cool," and I was like, "All right, cool." So I'm just gonna miss uh, Thursday as well. Yeah. Yeah, third. So I took a vacation from from comedy. Yeah, and sometimes you need to do that. Sometimes it's good to do that, actually, refresh the brain yeah. and soul, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey. Then, uh, we were done super early at the rec room, and I felt bad because like we had comics showing up from other mics, which I I like that. You know, like I don't like that we're not the priority, but. I like that that room has turned into something where people can just kind of like show up after another set to do two sets in a night. Like, I think that's, 
that's like one of the critical pieces that's kind of missing from local comedies being able to go hit up two two mics in a night you know what i mean stuff like that so well, hopefully that, that Shit, ron, ron used to hit three yeah yeah before covid yeah, i remember the days when ron oh my god ron you were you were a fucking animal dude like I'm like, yo, this guy's either got like no fucking, like he needs no sleep at all, or 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 he's just a fucking savage that he needs to be out there 24. I thought he was like a nomad at first, like until I met Laura and everything, and I found out that Ron had structure. I thought Ron was a fucking nomad, like I thought he just traveled the world doing comedy, like uh, like like Kung Fu the Legend continues, because I would literally see him see him post on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, uh. Hagerstown, Maryland, and then from Hagerstown, Ron will pop up in like Ashbury Park, Maryland, where all the black people hang out and do heroin, doing comedy. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this man went from Hagerstown to Ashbury Park, and now he's 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 in in Fort Lauderdale or some shit like that. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this man hit three mics in one fucking night. Yeah. It's like impossible. That's impossible. But Ron, Fort, Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm, just, the, I'm just saying shit. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing I found frustrating about uh, that is that I couldn't hit more mics in the night. I mean, three was good, but it's like, yeah, I, I think I could do better. So yeah, now, right. now, now you're the key run, maker, man. Run, you, run. you run you run the shits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. I'll be I'll be at Magoobies on Thursday if anyone wants to come out and support because I'm trying to do that fucking new competition again that new talent competition yeah man yeah but uh yeah so thursday happened the comedy zone uh the comedy zone was it was pretty good that night uh there was a uh nice crowd in there and uh for the most part i think everyone had pretty good sets from the the ones i seen and stuff like that So, so what you're telling me is is comedy is better without me around i get it i get it <laughs> black guy doesn't show up and, and 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 all you guys get to have fucking phenomenal sets i get it i'm sorry yeah. but i'm that's back exactly what i was saying that's exactly what i said as soon as i walked in the room I was like oh thank god he's not here this means things are going good tonight no <laughs> <laughs> so, uh then yeah. on uh friday night i went down to westminster maryland for a show or yeah. originally uh i was going for the mic section of this show and uh, it was held at birdie's cafe in westminster maryland that room is run by uh sean bowman and uh i guess heather jean helps out with that room as well so that was my first time meeting sean sean's a very uh nice guy uh, there's a, a couple other comics on this show where it was supposed to be Caleb, and I'll get to that then. And uh, Al, I've seen Al Barnes. Actually, I've seen Al a couple of weeks ago, but before that, it's been like almost a year. Then uh, I think Greg Billet was the headliner for that show. Woo, good luck with that shit. So it was a, it was a, against Greg Billet. <laughs> Damien firing shots. No, I'm not firing shots, man. I'm just saying, um, I like Greg Miller a lot. He's a cool dude and everything, but uh dude, dude uses his notebook on, on every fucking show he's on. And and it's like, 
you've been doing this for a couple years now, buddy. Uh, drop the fucking notebook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, gotcha. Like that, that's that's very unprofessional, and, and it and it and it bugs me. It bugs me a lot. Like I've 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 came and seen him host at the Comedy Zone, and he's got his notebook and. I'm, you got to drop the fucking notebook, man. At, at some point in your career, you have to take this serious and professional. And if if you if you're still using your notebook on stage, uh, let it be for like one bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, say I'm unveiling a new joke that I wrote and I'm going to test it out, whatever, and then use your fucking notebook. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But not not for your entire set, man. No, no, it is. No, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Like, uh, now you hit my pet peeve. Now now I'm over here sounding like fucking Joey Diaz. You hit your fucking <laughs> pet peeve, cocksucker. Yeah, we, got, we got to try not to alienate our audience. Members. I'm not alienating. He, he's a he's a very funny comic, man. It's just that whole notebook shit. It, it's like you, you got to get rid of the notebook, bro. Yeah. Well, sorry. If you're listening to this, Greg, drop drop the notebook. I've, I've run into that problem though. Like I, I've actually been thinking a lot about this. So it's interesting you bring that up, Damien. Is like Trevor at pay at paid shows. Do you take a notebook on stage at paid shows? No, but 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 exactly. But hear me exactly. out. Exactly. Like, I I know that I have a much better set when I'm like 100 percent like have it committed to memory because then uh, it's a crutch. That's all it is. Is it's it's a crutch. And you know if you're if you're using a real crutch, it's because like there's something wrong and you may have like more difficulty. Like I think my sets are better whenever I don't have them. And I'm actually like trying even at open mics to be prepared to the point where I, I don't need my notebook. Um, I also use like one of those little, like a really small one. It's not like I have these things written out. It's just like my one or two words. Yeah, no. um, but I, I want to get away Dude, from I have, that. I have a pocket notebook too. Yeah, I have a pocket notebook. I mean, it, it's nothing written in it, but I still have them. You know uh, yeah, see, better watch it. <laughs> now you just made Joey happy when he hearing that. Like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> well, no, well, no, no, because see, here's the thing. I already explained that that I I technically I write my comedy in my head as I go along through life, you know. And once I once I once I perfect it in my head, uh then I'll try it out at, at an open mic or something like that. And then uh, I'll write down the title for the joke that I come up with in my phone. And that's how I remember the joke is just off the title. Yeah. You know, like if you went through, if you went through, if you went through my phone and, and I showed you, I showed you where I keep my, my, uh, my comedy stuff at. And, and literally I, I say, read off the title. I could tell you that joke verbatim and then, a month, two months, maybe a year later, uh, I'll be like, read the title, you know, tell me what title you want to hear. And I can still tell that joke verbatim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, when it comes to notes, I, I completely agree with you, Damien, as if you're getting paid for a show, I feel uh, you should never have your notes on stage, especially if you're getting paid. And as somebody that, yeah. produces, as someone that produces shows, I also tell comics that too, uh, especially ones that I'm unsure about. I'll, I'll just put it out there like, hey, you know, this is a show. So, you know, please no notes on stage because it just doesn't look professional at that point. 
and hell, there's there's mics in large cities, uh, New York and Chicago and stuff, where they tell you it's like it's an open mic, but yeah, we don't want you can't use your notes on stage. You're not allowed to, because they're like we're charging people yeah. money to come to this, and we want you to be professional. So leave the notes off the stage. So, and exactly no, uh. Early in the week, like on a Monday or a Tuesday, uh, I'll have like a little set list because for me, yeah, I'll, right. I'll have to bring that to a mic, especially on Mondays and Tuesdays a lot because I just <laughs> I don't have the time. Like now, I kind of I write kind of like my or have my idea for my entire set now on Sundays, and then kind of work it through the week on stuff that I want to do, but. I sometimes I I need the set list personally for a mic sometimes because it's just more about discipline because I won't stay disciplined if I want to, especially if I want to try new bits and new jokes. Like I need it to say, I need to stay on task to keep me focused. Yeah, no, see, like, like you have a plan, like you, 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 you know what, you know what you're doing. Trevor, I've seen you get away from the notebook and trust me, uh, your comedy is like going up and elevating, dude. You know, I appreciate, I appreciate that, Damien. I and so like, yeah. if, just to like elaborate just a little bit more on what I was saying. So like, when I do like the cricket white character, I never yeah. have a note, I never have a notebook, only because like it's such a hyper intensive like focusing. Like I'm I'm focusing for. It's the right way to phrase this. I'm it's such an intensive hyper focus on trying to just like get through that and stay in character that like, I never have my notes and I always write that stuff out like way ahead of time and like multiple times. And I'm trying to like implement that in like my, my personal persona and comedy. Um, so I appreciate the compliment, Damien. And I'm just happy to like kind of be back doing comedy more consistently. And that's why I'm, I'm looking forward to like, you know, more rooms opening back up and i'm sure we'll get to that at, at some point but um like the one yeah. gentleman that was at the comedy zone this weekend i think it was patrick garrity was his, is his name you know the way that his bio described him was he was like this character impressionist actor and i really liked i liked how he you know how he did his comedy i i enjoyed seeing that i guess i i need to look more so at, wait, he was at the open mic too? No, 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 no. This was the this was the headliner at the comedy zone this weekend. Yeah, I think you went on. No, no, I know Friday, that, right? I went Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What's up? There? Okay, all right, all right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah this 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 weekend I went on Friday, um, and saw a show. I saw the show there. It was good, but yeah. Um, yeah so i guess what i was getting at is i liked how he did his characters because it seemed very casual and it wasn't like i'm this character the whole time he would just do these little break-offs which i think is is kind of an approach that i hadn't thought of because when i do a character i'm like balls deep all in um, but yeah i appreciate that damien i appreciate the compliment and uh i'm yeah. just trying to get away from that notebook man yeah yeah and now um i told i told greg nolan dude like you know when you, when you're up there when he was when he first started and he was up there doing his comedy i'm like all right uh he's got some good stuff but he's you can tell he's reading straight out of his fucking notebook i said dude you're going to have to drop the pacifier and 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 
and stand up there and 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 give him, you know, give him you, you know what I mean? And when he started putting the notebook down before he goes up on stage, his sets started improving. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, once you leave, especially once you leave that notebook off the stage, it's it's it is kind of like jumping off a cliff, but then it feels good too because it's yeah. like you're not tethered to it and but then I can say too, just from this experience, is like once you drop the notebook, then that becomes a whole separate journey by itself. Then too, once you leave the notebook behind, and that becomes a whole other journey in itself, and it's a fun one because, well, it's fun and horrific. It can be fun and horrific, but that's you know that's kind of you got to take the lumps sometimes, but it is what it is, yeah. and. So I did this, uh, this, uh, at birdies, I went there for the mic. I did eight minutes at the mic then, uh, which was weird because there were kids there. I didn't, I didn't go first. Uh, I was like the last person to go before like the show started. Ron, Ron Kane comedy and children. <laughs> yeah. There, oh, there was, yeah, there was, there was <laughs> like a 13, you don't hear. there was a 13 year old girl there that were, she was with her parents. Then uh, the six-year-old, they're just there by himself for some reason. No, but uh, he was there with his dad. <laughs> All right. Him and his meth head dad. But uh, I don't know if he does meth, but he probably does. That's just my opinion. But uh, so, how, so how many motherfuckers did you drop in your set? Uh, Seven, eight? Yeah, like I, I actually... <laughs> no, I uh, I didn't curse too much because I, I actually try not to. I know I get lazy at Mike sometimes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because I try and save those motherfuckers for when they're important. You know, I can't yeah. I can't keep dropping motherfuckers all the time. But I did an abortion. Man, if I could, uh, go ahead, good. <laughs> I said it, if I could, I'd be dropping motherfuckers like Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, motherfucker, 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 one, two, three. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, I'd be right, right there for that. But I did my one abortion joke, and I got to tell you, that six year old, he laughed his ass off. <laughs> oh my That's because he has a, a, another sibling he wouldn't mind aborting. <laughs> yeah, and as odd as odd as it is having kids there, uh, I still did my material that I had planned for the mic. Because I was, I was there to work. The show said it was eighteen and older, so it's it, it's yeah. just it's just weird looking at people in the daylight when I'm doing a joke about a drowning child, and you can I stare right at them to see their reaction. <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing. Oh, when, oh man, when I'm doing jokes about children dying and there's kids in the audience. Ah, <sighs> Jesus. So. So after after the mic, uh, uh, the one uh, Caleb, I think he left because his girlfriend wasn't feeling well, and uh, they offered me a ten minute spot. So I did a ten minute spot on the show. Wow, that's dope. Oh, that's great. I was wondering. I was wondering. I uh, saw that on. I think it was either Facebook or Instagram. You were. You said uh, I did an unexpected set tonight. I was wondering what that was about. So that's cool. Yeah. So now, uh, now, uh, this was the show that Christy Bellick, who was supposed to be hosting, right? Yes, she dropped out as host. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, I just want to wish her uh, 
uh, you know, she's she's been on the podcast and uh, she's a friend of the podcast and a friend of ours. You know, um, just just get better, homie. Like we love you. Uh, know you're going through a lot, so get better. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure, Christy. Uh, uh, she'll get through it. She's just having a rough patch right now. She's she's had a the past couple of weeks have been pretty rough for her. So uh, yeah, she'll get through it. It happens, uh, but I'm just glad she's taking time for herself. So she'll be back before you know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Greg fell in love with her, too. It was funny to watch him fall in love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we went down to that mic on a Monday. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, he, he fell in love with her. <laughs> he was like, Jesus Christ. So let's. Uh, Hold on let's... one second. I think... Go ahead. All right, cool. I was just gonna say, uh, yeah, yeah. So, my kids, my kids. Oh, no problem. Yeah. So, so birdies. Uh, that was fun. Uh, you know, Heather did her set, and Greg did his set. I will say though, Greg Billet, he made he made that six year old cry, which is which is odd. And uh, yeah, if you're a comic, I'm just gonna say this, Greg, as a just a note, just as a show producer as well if you're doing a show with uh don't do crowd work with a six-year-old because it doesn't work (laughs) it does not work and that kid that poor kid was crying afterwards because he just you know he he's six years old he doesn't understand the context behind you know jokes so i'm pretty sure but i'm pretty sure him and greg billet were the same height so that kid probably could (laughs) have took him uh, Holy shit, Damien. <laughs> Taking what? shots, whatever you can. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Greg is not a, t- you know, if you put uh, Craig, nah, a Craig and uh, Trevor dude. side by side, it would be it, right there. <laughs> right there's the twins movie. <laughs> yeah. Danny DeVito and uh, George Marison. Yes. So, Damien, we have to talk about Soul Jewels because uh, you and I and, uh, and yeah, Laura joined me. We went up to Soul Jewels to go support Josh DeWay because uh, he was doing a yes. spot uh, on, on that show. It, it's so great. It, uh, what's this? Josh Schubert was the headliner? J- Jimmy Schubert. Jimmy, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Jimmy Schubert. And he fucking killed. He murdered. Yeah, that was a master class in uh in what to do with a alternative style of comedy. Yeah. He fucking he fucking taught a class, man. Yes, he did. And um the host was James Matterin. Uh he's got a podcast called The Commissioner of Comedy. You can check yeah. that out. And uh I gotta say, Dway, he, he had a good set, man. Very happy for him. It was solid all around. Yeah. Uh, he he brought that confidence to the stage. It was good seeing that on him. And uh, yeah, he he had a good set. I think he had there in the middle. There was a little lull. They didn't kind of catch on. They didn't like a couple of his tags a little bit. You know, they didn't give him too much love. But it was it was so hardly noticeable. At least for I would think from a crowd standpoint. <laughs> But from a technical standpoint, well, that's how I they do that. Well, one of the things is, is uh, when like I I know when to laugh, 
You know what I'm saying? And I could hear like the crowd kind of like getting a little silenter. So I, I up the laughs a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you like keep keep going, bro. Keep going. I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, fuck it, man. Uh, yeah. You like because as as comedians, we honestly, we honestly like we know each other. You know what I'm saying? We know each other. We we, we be around each other all the time. You know, we shoot the shit and then we watch each other perform. So it's like, it's like most crowds, especially now coming out of COVID, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're at the tail end of this uh, shit. So it, it's like, you know, uh, uh, like they were, they were an awesome crowd. They were, they were, they were white hot, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you dream of crowds like that all the fucking time. Cause it just makes doing comedy so much easier. But, um, yeah, uh, I did. I have to say though, uh, you know, step off uh, the way for a second. I I do have to say I kind of did like uh, Jimmy's hosting style. I, I like yeah. that energy that he brought, and I I I did like I did enjoy him as a host. He seemed. Oh yeah, nah, that was hilarious. Yeah. He seemed kind of. Uh, I, I I haven't really seen anyone host like that before, and I I liked it, and uh, I you know I kind of felt like ah oh, there's a little I kind of do a little bit of that, and uh, I was I was very happy to see that. I was like that's good that's some good shit there. I like that. Yeah, I like how how you would drop the mic and then yell out there. Yeah, you know, that was a movie in 1994. I'm like, yo, that's that's pretty genius. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It was like I said, it was it was like watching Joey Tepadino with uh like a train of thought. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was it was like watching it was like watching Joey Tepadino like ten years from now. You know what I'm saying? When he's really when he really has his shit together. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Joey Tepadino, who I think is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, shout out. To Greg Miller too. I think he is funny. I just think he needs to drop the notebook. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, hey. drop the notebook. Thing is, it's not like you're, <laughs> you're trashing. Guys. That's just your opinion, man. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's just my opinion. You know, which is comedy fact. Because yeah. I'm, for <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking. Trevor, I see you getting nervous, bro. I'm just joking, man. Excuse me, I'm dying of COVID over here. No, I, no, no, no. It's okay. And I think uh, the people that listen to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Damien. <laughs> uh, sorry, see. sorry. Let me I'm make. Dying, a... man, I'm dying. All right, I'll make a note so I can cut that out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a big one. Yeah. So I will. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm not nervous, Damien. I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm. I'm a little like hungover. Just. Just a little. Yeah. Well, fuck. I'm surprised. Look at that. And I'm. I've, I've been completely sober for two weeks now. Yeah, I know. Damien's like on a. <laughs> Uh, a different level it's good and like trevor spiral spiraling out of control ever since those red hot chili pepper <laughs> concert it's just like, <laughs> you, you're never wrong you're not wrong <laughs> i'll say there's been a steady decline since <laughs> but for people who listen to this podcast they know how much we love comedy and that know us and either from like for me, I know I like kind of like the technical aspect, but uh, I I got a feeling I think Jimmy, uh, or I'm sorry, I think James uh, will eventually be coming to Lancaster or something. I think that's going to happen. Okay. 
I think that's going to happen. Yay. And uh, yeah, so I, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, I think we need to get him in like a a, a medium size room. You know what I'm saying? Somewhere we can get like a hundred a hundred uh, people minimum in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's there, there's there's stuff in the works, and there's stuff I can't get into. But I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Okay. Hey, listen, man. I got the lube. We can get into it anytime. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm putting I'm putting <laughs> something together now, and uh, I, I I'm gonna take a shot. I'm taking a shot of this. I think it's so. Just a few things I gotta work on. But uh, back to the show. Um, yeah, yeah. Good, good job, Josh. You did a great job last night. So yeah, what? phenomenal, bro. Proud of you. I, I actually spoke to him last night for a little bit, and I, I let him know I'm, I'm, I'm extremely proud of this young man. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember I met Josh when he first gave comedy a shot. I yeah, gave it a try a couple of years ago. Like, you know, and he was he was uh, still going by his uh his uh, surname before he switched to his African name, Joshua Witherspoon. And, <laughs> you know, he saw me do comedy and he, he actually called me sir the first time he met me. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not a sir. You know, my name's Damian Robinson. You know what I mean? It's nice to meet you. I'll watch you do your set. You're fucking funny kid, you know? And, you know, f- throughout the years, he would hit me up sporadically. Hey, how's it going? You know, that I haven't seen you in a while or heard anything. I'm like, Everything's good. You know, uh he's a great kid man i'm i'm real proud to see the progress uh i i constantly tell him you know um just, just keep at it dude no one no one we all work out at the same gyms you know what i'm saying we all yeah. go to the same gym every week to fucking work out you know it's like gold's gym uh mondays uh well no nah, i would say that's more like planet fitness uh mondays uh go uh ron you have like a uh you have like a the gym that Ronnie Coleman would train at. You know what I'm saying? Like it's nothing but bodybuilders going to that gym just to like fucking get get the steroids and shit. Then Thursday is like Gold's gym. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And uh, you know, no one no, like we're all working out. You know what I'm saying? Some of us work out a little harder. Some of us push uh five forty five plates on each fucking end of the bar, and, and you know, and that's what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? So. Shout yeah. out to that young man, man. I'm I'm proud of him, and, and I hope to see him up in flashing lights. And I told him, um, you know, if you make it, bro, I'll be your opener, and I won't bury you. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll fucking tone down a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you would have because I, I see him both places, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, nah, you, you know, he, like he, he, he he's a good kid, and like he reversed blindsided me, so that's we got that going on. So that's that's an odd part of our relationship but <laughs> yeah <laughs> tuesday nights is uh the heavy bag night and sparring night that's what tuesday night yeah, is heavy that's, that's like that's like did you ever see the, the documentary about the bodybuilder ronnie coleman i have not no Okay, all right. Ronnie Coleman, uh, he's like the king of fucking, he was the king of bodybuilding like for like all for like 20 something years he's been in bodybuilding, but he he did he was always coming in like second or third and then he hit this stride where he he worked out like three times as hard as anybody else 
and he wasn't going to like uh Muscle Beach in Venice. He found a fucking gym in Texas where he was a uh, where he was a cop. He found a gym in Texas, and that became like you know his his ground. Like that's where some of the hardest bodybuilders like go to. You know what I mean? Like Muscle Beach is for like the the show. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. he went to fucking he went to this dungeon where it was like 200 fucking degrees and he's in there fucking passing out lifting weights. You know what I'm saying? And he wound up going on like this uh, amazing eight year run bodybuilding, but then his body gave out. You know, I feel like that's what the rec room embodies is like, you know, if you really want to fucking cut your teeth and, and cause, cause one of the hardest things to do is to make a comedian laugh, especially when you're in a room full of comedians. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, we know, as comedians, well, most of us are comedians. Some of us are comics trying to become comedians. Uh, and some of us are just jokesters uh, trying to trying to even step up to the comic section. But yeah. um, as uh, I, Trevor, you look fucking fucked up, bro. Like, I see you you zoning off into this. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just I'm listening, man. I got, I got a lot of screens. You got the camera. There's there's a there's a bunch hey. of boo going on over here. We're, we're all suffering, Dame, and it, 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 it's it like goes in cycles because, like, like I can tell you, my sleeping has been, you know, since the pandemic has been fucked up. I'm sleeping like four or five hours a night. Uh, I got, I have like a white hot rage that's constantly boiling in my body. My and like my other senses, other senses senses are like completely heightened. I'm like a fucking madman right now. And you're like all calm right now, Damien. <laughs> I mean. And I'm yeah, not even drinking. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, you know, I, dude, I think I think like it's time for me to just kind of like mellow out a little bit. You know what I mean? I've, I've been I've been this this animal for for so long. You know what I'm saying? Like I literally would only average three hours of sleep a night. You know what I mean? I get home. I'm drunk. Uh, I fall asleep. I wake up for work, and it, it's off the fucking work, dude. Still smelling like liquor. Even if I shower, I still smell like fucking alcohol and shit like that, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Even though I'm a truck <laughs> driver, there's still nothing wrong with that, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, man. Um, like like I was saying though, like like what you build at the rec room is is a great fucking place, man. And that's where comics can go be comics where we can say the most offensive shit that, that we're working on. And, and we know if it, if it's a pass or fail, you know what I'm saying? Like between, between you and between what you have on Tuesday and what they're doing at Phantom Power on Monday. Like I was, I was amazed to see Audrey Marsh there Tuesday coming down the stairs as I was coming up the stairs. Yeah. Like that was like, Whoa, you know what I'm saying? Cause Audrey, uh, hangs tight and clings to that fucking phantom power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm. So to see her there. I was like, yeah, I'm. I'm. I hope everything works out with this next step uh, with these showcases because yeah, these showcases get put into place. That is the one thing that our comedy scene is missing. And we get these these showcases running, and they're running like they should be. That is 
I can't even begin to explain if that works, what it will do for comedy in our area. I know that sounds like a madman's oh, yeah. but that it's there. It's there and it's just waiting. No, to... it's 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 what we need. Yes. It's what we need. It's what it, the fuck we need. Yeah, it's like the the next uh natural evolution of the process. And it needs yeah. it, it needs to be done. And the one thing that I took away from Westminster and it, which kind of scared me is that I realized going down to Westminster and performing and stuff like that after I performed is like, I'm not focused enough. So, uh, that's what, when, what I took, one of the things I took away from Friday night is like, I'm not focused enough and it's time to get, it's time to get back on the grind. You're selling yourself short, Ron. You are definitely, you're more focused than, than most people I've seen doing this shit, bro. Like, don't yeah. beat yourself up. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not beating myself up, but I'm like, there's there's work to be done. And, yeah, there's and work. I, there's work to be done. Yeah, and I'll I'll just Go say ahead, this, Trey. Rom. You you uh, and I, I'd be hard pressed to find someone who doesn't uh, share this same view. Uh, you took <clears throat> what happened during the pandemic and you turned it into a terrific opportunity uh, for comics. But then, like you know, I mean, you're running. Uh, you know, you're going to be running multiple rooms, putting on different showcases. Um, and I think it's been, uh, it's been a, a seamless, but also very natural progression for you, like going into producing shows and, and things yeah. like that. Um, so I wouldn't beat yourself up for not being focused. Cause I think like you're <clears throat> still, you're still, maintaining like this love and passion for comedy but you're also helping facilitate it which is such a critical component of the comedy infrastructure so like i think you're you're yeah. more focused in than i i don't know i didn't know you too well previous to the you know yeah no i, and, no, I appreciate I'm pretty, that. Sure, I'm pretty sure he scared you i'm pretty sure he scared you <laughs> ron, ron when i first met ron he was kind of a scary scary guy i'm like I thought that that Ron was like uh, Ron was Pollock. I'm like, this guy's definitely going to shoot this face up. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I can see that. I can see that because I, you know, I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of quiet. I do stick to myself. Uh, I think most people think I'm stand. They think I'm standoffish, and uh, but I, you know, I'm actually you know pretty uh, pretty laid back. And if you're listening to this and if you think, well, this is the time to just always just approach me, don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, just don't. I, I remember the first night. He's got a 300-pound black bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember the up. first. <laughs> I remember the first night that I, I actually went to go look, see an open mic ever. Uh, I was at the Comedy Zone. And I was like following the prescribed, like, how do you do stand up? And they were like, go watch an open mic. And so I went to the open mic and I sat down next to a person who uh, turns out to be Laura. And she's just sitting there like knitting. And I'm, I'm like, oh, this seems like a very <laughs> nice person. And I sat down and you guys were doing a lottery that night. And I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah, all right. she, she was like, my, my husband, he'll go to these these open mics and to work on material for shows 
I'm like, oh my God, a real comic. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and now i work with them so uh yeah it was very it was very interesting like the one person that i actually like sat down and connected with ended up being like ron's ron's yeah. wife and now that's now yeah. we're all this comedy you know collective it's it's nice so yeah hey guys we are well over the one hour mark so we're gonna wrap this bad boy up and we didn't even get some of the other videos and stuff that we wanted to get to so we'll save that for next time i guess so it is sunday march 28th this is going to drop this week on the 31st march 31st so dame you have anything coming up in april uh so far, nothing in April, dude, uh, that I can remember because I'm retarded when it comes to dates. Um, so, yeah, uh, nothing coming up. Just just pay attention to my uh, my Facebook, my Instagram and all that shit. And I'll drop stuff on the DNR uh, Instagram and all that to let you guys know if there's anything that's going to be coming up where you can see me at. So thank you. Well, I was just going to say that, uh, Damien, there are a few things happening in April that you're going to be a part of. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, we have the um, Jesus Christ. We got the live show April six. Uh, yes. my brother. <laughs> no worries, man. Yes, Jesus uh, Christ, dude. Like I said, bro, I'm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, Tuesdays in April at the Rec Room. Uh, there, there's a lot going on in April, and if if everything goes well, this will actually become the norm. So. Uh, everyone out there that is on our scene, like what's happening in April at the rec room, if all goes well, this will be the norm in our scene of shit that's going to start happening. So we got the mics every Tuesday over at the rec room and uh, sign up is 630. We start exactly at 7. Uh, April, the list will cap because time because we're running events. So April 6th, please check us out at the rec room. The DNR Live presents Lightly Roasted. That's going to be a fun night. We have a great night planned for you guys. We got two roast battles. We got the rap battle. And like the rap battle is going to be insane. Little Jojo versus General Toes. So please check that out. And That's going to be... <laughs> that's going to be yes that's all we can say and like and just remember that tuesday will be tequila tuesday for ron for the live show and the mic so god knows what's going to happen to me <laughs> then also in tuesdays on april 13th and april 20th uh running a showcase uh, a comic showcase for comics long form sets it's called it's a work night that is going to have kyle neff on it manny santiago uh, mike o'donnell and uh who fuck i'm missing somebody i can't hear him oh and to yeah Duh. i noticed i wasn't <laughs> on it I, I noticed i noticed i wasn't on it so i'm not saying nothing about that ron yes and there's there's a reason for that theme and April 27th, Tuesday, April 27th, a, sh- a show which you are on, Dean, is Stories and Beer, which is uh, yes. just exactly that. 
it's going to be long form stories. So kind of think of uh, this is not happening. And Brandon Youngblood is on that. Uh, Damian Robinson. Uh, Kate Alcast is on that. And uh, Mike O'Donnell. Uh, Mike uh, asked me last night if he could get two, on that. Two, two so, shows with Mike, huh? Yeah. So, <laughs> nah. so, so Mike is uh, going to be on that and possibly Glessner to tell his potato story, his potato gun story. But we shall see. So, All guys, right. yeah, there's a lot happening comedy wise. It's starting to happen in our area. We're getting in April. Things are starting to open up. HMAC is opening up in a couple of weeks. Thank God. It'll be another mic coming. Yes. Some... Next week. April. What is it, April 8th? Yeah, I believe is their opening date. I'm excited. I want to go up there. I want to see what they did with the place. It better be more <laughs> than just paint. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but they, they did some renovations, so I'm excited to see that. Very they excited. added air conditioning. <laughs> We've added one window <laughs> and a door. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, hey, yeah, that wraps it up. Uh, so for the ASPRO, Trevor Monk. Thank you, everyone. I hope you have a great week. I love you all. All right. That's that's all that alcohol and. Uh, Should I go or you go? Yeah, go ahead, Dane. I was at a, I was at a Airbnb where the house was made of beer cans. Man, it was insane. Yeah, it we did. A... Yeah, we didn't even. Hey. We didn't even get to that, but we will. We yeah, will. Yeah. And okay. yeah, we'll save that for uh, next time. So hey. For the DNR podcast, I'm Ron Kane. I'm Damian Robinson. I will see you Peace. next time.